0: Good morning here we are back with the preacher chick read the Bible and if you're following along in the plan in the Bible app then you know that each day there are videos from the Bible project to help you grow in your understanding of Scripture and how the Bible is put together and um, to help you understand what you're reading and the video today talked about the different genres of writing that are in Scripture highly recommend if you're not using the plan in the bible app that's okay go to the bible projects website and watch the video about the types of literary genres that are in the bible and it's helpful because there are different types some are narrative, some are poetic and um so on and, and it is helpful as you read to know um so that application and context and all of that um Is easier as you read the scriptures so anyway today is day six and we are reading Genesis 19 through 21 and Psalm 6 so let's go the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah the two angels entered Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in Sodom's gateway when Lot saw them he got up to meet them He bowed with his face to the ground and said, My lords, turn aside to your servant's house, wash your feet and spend the night. Then you can get up early and go on your way. No, they said, we would rather spend the night in the square. But he urged them so strongly that they followed him and went into his house. He prepared a feast and baked unleavened bread for them, and they ate before they went to bed the men of the city of sodom both young and old the whole population surrounded the house they called out lot and said where are the men who came to you tonight send them out to us so we can have sex with them lot went with them at the do- lot went out to them at the entrance and shut the door behind him he said don't do this evil my brothers look i've got two daughters who haven't been intimate with a man i'll bring them out to you and you can do whatever you want to them however don't do anything to these men because they have come under the protection of my roof get out of the way they said adding this one came here as an alien but he's acting like a judge now we'll do more harm to you than to men they put pressure on lot and came to break down the door but the angels reached out brought lot to the house with them and shut the door They struck the men who were at the entrance of the house, both young and old, with blindness, so that they were unable to find the entrance. Then the angel said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, a son-in-law, your sons and daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of this place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against the people is so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. Get up, he said, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his son in law his sons-in-law thought he was joking. At daybreak the angels urged Lot on, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated. Because of the Lord's compassion for him, the men grabbed his hand in his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, they brought him out and left him outside the city. As soon as the angels got them outside, one of them said, run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plain. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, no, my lords, please, your servant has indeed found favor with you and you have shown me great kindness by saving my life, but I can't run for the mountains. The disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, this town is close enough for me to flee to. It's a small place. Please let me run to it. It's only a small place, isn't it? So that I can survive. And he said to him, all right, I'll grant your request about this matter too, and will not demolish the town you mentioned. Hurry up, run to it, for I cannot do anything until you get there. Therefore, the name of the city is Zoar. The sun had risen over the land when Lot reached Zoar. Then out of the sky, the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, burning sulfur from the Lord. He demolished these cities, the entire plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Early in the morning, Abraham went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and the land and all the land of the plain. And he saw that smoke was going up from the land like the smoke of a furnace. So it was when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the upheaval when he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. The Origin of Moab and Ammon Lot departed from Zoar and lived in the mountains along with his two daughters because he was afraid to live in Zoar. Instead, he and his two daughters lived in a cave. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old. There is no man in the land to sleep with us, as this is the custom of all the land. Come, let's get our father to drink wine so that we can sleep with him and preserve our father's line. So they got their father to drink wine that night. And the firstborn came and slept with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Look, I slept with my father last night. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight so you can go sleep with him and we can preserve our father's line. That night, they again got their father to drink wine, and the younger went and slept with him. He did not know when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son named Moab. He is the father of the Moabites today. The younger also gave birth to a son, and she named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. Sarah rescued from Abimelech. From there, Abraham traveled to the region of the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While he was staying in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife Sarah, she is my sister. So King Abimelech of Gerar had Sarah brought to him. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it's innocent? Didn't he say himself to me, She is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother? I did this with a clear conscience and clear hands. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes. I know that you did this with a clear conscience. I have also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I have not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, know that you will certainly die, you and all who are yours. Early in the morning, Abimelech got up, called his servants together, and personally told them all these things, and the men were terrified. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said to him, What have you done to us? How did I sin against you that you have brought such enormous guilt on me and on my kingdom? You have done things to me that should never be done. Abimelech also asked Abraham, What made you do this? Abraham replied, I thought, There is absolutely no fear of God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is really my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. So when God had me wander from my father's house, I said to her, show your loyalty to me wherever we go and say about me, he's my brother. And then Abimelech took flocks and herds and male and female slaves, gave them to Abraham and returned his wife, Sarah, to him. Abimelech said, look, my land is before you settle wherever you want. And he said to Sarah, look, I am giving your brother 1,000 pieces of silver. It's a verification of your honor to all who are with you. You are fully vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves so that they could bear children. For the Lord had completely closed all the wombs in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. The birth of Isaac. The Lord came to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the appointed time God had told him. Abraham named his son who was born to him, the one Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh and everyone who hears will laugh with me. She also said, who would have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have born a son for him in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham held a great feast on the day Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son mocking the one Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham. So she said to Abraham, drive out this slave with her son, for the son of this slave will not be a co-heir with my son Isaac. This was very distressing to Abraham because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not be distressed about the boy and about your slave. Whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her, because your offspring will be traced through Isaac, and I will also make a nation of the slave's son, because he is your offspring. Early in the morning, Abraham got up, took bread and water skin, put them on Hagar's shoulders, and sent her and the boy away. She left and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she left the boy under one of the bushes and went and sat at a distance, about a bow shot away, for she said, "'I cannot bear to watch the boy die.'" While she sat at a distance, she wept loudly. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the boy crying from the place where he is. Get up, help the boy up, and grasp his hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well. So she went and filled the water skin and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy, and he grew. He settled in the wilderness and became an archer. He settled in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Abraham's covenant with Abimelech. At the time, Abimelech, accompanied by Fekol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Swear to me by God here and now that you will not break an agreement with me or with my children and descendants, as I have been loyal to you, so you will be loyal to me and to the country where you are a resident alien. And Abraham said, I swear it. But Abraham complained to Abimelech because of the well that Abimelech's servants had seized. Abimelech replied, I don't know who did this thing. You didn't report anything to me, so I hadn't heard about it until today. Abraham took flocks and herds and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. Abraham separated seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech said to Abraham, Why have you separated these seven ewe lambs? He replied, You are to accept the seven ewe lambs from me, so that this act will serve as my witness that I dug this well. Therefore, that place was called Beersheba, because it was there that the two of them swore an oath. After they had made a covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, left and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God, And Abraham lived as an alien in the land of the Philistines for many days. Psalm 6, a prayer for mercy for the choir director with stringed instruments according to Sheminith, a psalm of David. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaking with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me, save me from your faithful love, or save me because of your faithful love, for there is no remembrance of you in death. Who can thank you in Sheol? I am weary from my groaning with my tears I dampen my bed and drench my couch every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They grow old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all evildoers, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help, the Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and shake with terror. They will turn back and suddenly be disgraced. Okay, there is a whole lot to unpack in these chapters, and we're not going to get into it all because this is just a brief reading, a time for us to just kind of glance, and then hopefully you are taking time to dig a little deeper. But whoa, again, we see Abraham pulled this Sarah's My Sister stuff, Um, we see the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, we see Hagar and Ishmael and the relationship and friends. When we try to take God's plan into our own hands and make it happen the way we think it should, we get it wrong. Like, to me, these are the big things we learn from Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and from Ishmael and Isaac and um, lots of daughters. Like, yikes, friends, this whole thing um, is crazy. God has a good plan. I promise. Scripture makes it clear. God has a good plan for each of us because he created us and he loves us and he doesn't create accidents or nobodies or mistakes. But when we allow our flesh, when we allow our own humanly desires to override or to um, push our agenda ahead of God's, things can get really messed up really quickly I'm grateful for his grace and mercy that redeems it if we allow him to. I'm thankful for his grace and mercy that restores things if we allow him to. But man, how quickly and easily we allow our impatience to get in the way. I pray today that, that you would rest in knowing that God's good plan is for your for your benefit, for your good, and always to his honor and glory, and that you will rest and trust in him instead of pushing your own agenda. Come back tomorrow for day seven. Have a great day.